watch how. this? How? 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 Ew, how? How do you watch this? Dude, I'm going to pee my pants. <laughs> this is How Do You Watch This, a movie review podcast where each week we give each other a movie to watch in the genre we love, but they don't. My name is Megan, and I love romance. My name is Demi, and I love horror. And this week's common thread is fantasy. I am so excited to hear what you thought about the movie I recommended for you, which is Stardust. And I'm excited to hear what you think of the movie I recommended for you, which was Pan's Labyrinth. Right. So I'll get started. Um, Pan's Labyrinth was directed by Guillermo del Toro. Um, it was released in the year 2006. Mm-hmm. And the snapshot is Ophelia and her mother must travel to the Spanish wilderness to be with her cruel stepfather. She discovers a secret world where she might be princess, but there are conditions. I, I wrote in a race so many times because there's so much that yeah, happens. It is. It, it's, it's, there's a lot that goes on. Because there's two stories happening at once. So it's just so much is going on. Yes. So, yeah. There's, there's a lot happening. And so Travis watched this with me. My husband watched okay. this with me. And I have a few, like, little nuggets from him that I'll be sharing with okay. you as we go along. Um, I also, so, I ended up rewatching this, but the only version I had available was the commentary from Guillermo del Toro. Stop. So, I rewatched the whole thing with him talking the whole time about the movie. So, there's definitely, like, facts that I might throw. Great. I literally <laughs> cannot wait. It's just, like, it was, it was a really good commentary. So, the movie opens. It's Spain, 1944. And there's, like, a little title screen that shows up, basically, that there was a war um, a civil war in Spain that was um, won by the fascists and that there is like a faction of rebels yeah. in the forest um, doing guerrilla tactics mm-hmm. against the regime. The first thing you see after the little like title screen yeah. and, and um, that that intro I mentioned um, there's a girl laying on the ground with a bloody nose and the blood is going backwards up into her face. At this point, Travis said, are you watching? <laughs> because I was taking notes. <laughs> like, yes. Uh, yeah, I was like, okay. <laughs> this, is, this is professional. All right? And like, I didn't even think about like how difficult it would be for you to watch and take notes because it was a foreign language. That was, it was so yeah. challenging. And that's where like, I definitely feel like I should have watched it once through and then taken notes because it was, first of all, the fact that the, the Amazon version does not have the yeah. proper subtitles was the throw we I just kept I was at first I was like is it like basically a silent film <laughs> because I was like maybe maybe it's just like one part that has words and yeah. I can just make the rest out my no, right you have to have <laughs> subtitles so I had to rent it twice I felt uh, like this was a, a little bit of a challenge for me only because of that. Like, it was slightly stressful. Then you get to the point where there is kind of like the scene of an underground world and this, like, figure running through it. And you hear the narrator telling this fairy tale about a princess who escaped from this underground world. And the minute she was above ground, she lost her memory and she died up there. And the mm. king always believed his daughter would return to him again in some other body in some other form. Then you see we get the opening scene of the film, which is a girl is in the car and her mom seems to be car sick. And the mom is telling her that she's too old for fairy tales, mm-hmm. which is um, not true. No one's ever too old for fairy tales. Uh, <laughs> I still read them to this day. Probably read them till I die. There's like a really pretty forest. I was like, ooh, 
Um, I, I would go there. That looks nice. And you learn that basically she's the captain's wife. And they, like, pull over the car so she can be sick. And the daughter, her name is Ophelia, starts, like, playing around. And she finds this, like, rock with an eyeball in it. And she places it into this, like, statue. And a praying mantis ends up coming out of the mouth at this point. Mm -hmm. And she thinks it's a fairy. And I have to keep reminding myself throughout this movie that Mm -hmm. she is a child. Because I was like, that doesn't look like a fairy. Yeah, it was like, yeah, like a praying mantis, stick bug. Yes. I've been like, uh, bug, out. gross. Uh, yeah, yeah, bye. <laughs> but she's just like very whimsical yeah. and like everything's fun and exciting. Also, the mom's pregnant at this point, right? Yes. Okay. The mom is heavily pregnant. The um mom also tells her that she wants the daughter, Ophelia, to call the captain father. Yeah. So you know that the captain is not her real dad. Mm-hmm. And, um, they're going to be with this guy. So they drive off. There's like all this luggage in the back. So you know that there's like a little bit of money there, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um maybe not a crazy amount, but they're they're not doing super poorly. Yeah. They arrive and the guy who I'm assuming at this point is the captain, he's like they're 15 minutes late, which I'm like, yeah. "What?" <laughs> Very obsessed with time. Yes. The mother gets out of the vehicle and he like immediately just like caresses her belly and it was like very possessive. Right. And then there's like this wheelchair and she's like, no, I can walk. I'm totally fine. And he's like, do it for me. Yeah. No. So then the only thinking about, I guess, the baby. Yeah. Give a fuck about her. No. So I guess like the the rest of the movie, the mother is like in a wheelchair, right. not because she needs to be, but because the captain was like, you have to. to. Yeah. So then Ophelia like puts her hand out for a handshake with him and he's like, it's the other hand. And then turns away from her and like leaves. Such a dick. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, what the hell? She like is carrying her stack of books and mm-hmm. sees the bug again. And so she decides to just like throw her books to the side and like runs out and has these poor books. <laughs> so she goes to chase the bug and she sees this like really cool arch. And then, um, uh, Mercedes, I'm gonna pronounce it the American way because I feel very silly going Mercedes, Mercedes. Yeah, the, the, whole the time. Spanish accent. Yeah, I, I just, <laughs> I can't do it. I am so sorry. Um, so Mercedes, um, pulls up and she's like, "Oh, that's the labyrinth. Be careful, you'll yeah. get lost." And you learn at this point that Ophelia's dad died in the war, mm-hmm. and um. And that the captain's not her real dad. And Mercedes is like, yep, you made it clear. Thank yep. you. <laughs> we get it now. Thank you for verifying. Yeah. So then the men are in a room going over a map. And um, Mercedes comes in. She's, like, giving them food. And it's clear she's kind of, like, eavesdropping on what they're saying. Mm-hmm. And um, he's like, go get the doctor. And so she does. And the doctor gives the mom, like, this sleeping medicine, which she drinks. And um, Ophelia puts the sleeping um, potion (laughs) on the nightstand. And I just, like, they keep doing these, like, very lingering, long lingering shots of the sleeping Mm -hmm. uh, medicine. So you know that it's, like, going to come into play later. Then it switches scenes and you see Mercedes talking to the doctor. And Mercedes, like, the leg wound is getting worse. And the doctors gave her a package, and he's like, this is all I could get. Mm -hmm. And Ophelia is, like, standing in the hallway and sees this exchange between them, but no one else sees that she saw it. 
the mother calls Ophelia back to bed and then they're like cuddling and Ophelia is scared of all the noises. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the mom's basically like, you know, it's just the house settling. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all you're hearing. I'm going to give you a surprise in the morning. Just like go to sleep. And as she's falling asleep, Ophelia was like, why did you have to get married? And the mom was like, well, I was alone. And Ophelia was like, you weren't alone. You had me. Mm-hmm. And then the mom was like, tell your brother a story. Yeah. So in the mom is pregnant and pregnant and and they keep saying that it's a boy. It's a boy. It's a boy. Yeah. And then there's like this like zoom in on like the fetus. Yeah. And then <laughs> as the, the she's like telling this fairy tale of a story and you only get the start like she only like starts to go into it. And there's like this immortal flower that no one mm. is able to get to. And um, I feel like if I was to do a lot of research, I could probably find some deep meaning that connects <laughs> in some way, shape or form, because it definitely feels like this is one of those movies with like lots and lots of layers to unpack. Yeah. Then you see that the captain is working on a watch and he is cleaning it with like a special tool. And then like he's got like these big old glasses to see it. Mm-hmm. And the doctor comes in and he's like, how is my son? And <laughs> um, all he cares about. And he says like a son should be born wherever the father is. Because the doctor was like, your wife should not have been traveling. Right. Like yeah. he's basically like you're you're not making responsible choices for the wife. And he only cares about this boy. Yeah. And the doctor implies, he's like, why do you think it's a boy? Mm-hmm. The doctor implies that there's like no way for them to know that the infant is a boy. Right. They, you know, they don't have those capabilities yeah. now. And he literally just goes, don't fuck with me. <laughs> yeah. It's like Halloween. Right. Like, <laughs> what, what are you, you talking about? You, you think you can magically decide what this baby's going to be? And so at this point, I assumed, I was like, it's going to come out a girl. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's no way this is going to be a boy. He's called away and by his, like, underlings. And they're yeah. like, we found this this man in the woods. Mm-hmm. And he said he was, this man is saying, like, I was just hunting rabbits. Yeah. And the captain violently murders this man's son in front yeah. of him with a bottle. And then shoots the man dead. Yeah. And... Then proceeds to look through the guy's bag and finds rabbits. Yep. And then he's like, well, he tells his soldiers, like, it's their fault for not having properly checked them yeah. first. And it's like, why was your instinct to murder? Like, that made literally no sense. This, so, during the commentary, Guillermo brought up that this was actually something that he read about during the, oh my God. that time. where, But it was different where, like, a soldier was walking into, like, a grocery store and the man did not take his hat off for him. And the dude just, like, smashed his face in and, like, killed him and then took the groceries and walked out. Oh, like, my God. So, yeah. So, that was, like, from a a, a real, you know, based on, like, a real. Right. Event. Like, these little things that happen yeah. that just cause horrible, horrible violence. Yeah. Horrible. It's and it's, like, graph Like, you it's see the, ba- the bottle just smash into his face and it's shocking. Yeah. Yeah. I was not expecting it to happen. Nope. Uh, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, so... The Ophelia then wakes up in her room and she hears something and then realizes that it's the bug that's crawling up to her. She's like, are you a fairy? And shows like the fair, the book mm-hmm. with the fairy in it. And it like shows off its wings and like transformed into this like kind of grotesque looking fairy. Like, like a pixie. like Yeah. Uh, it was definitely like pixie like, but then like kind of like a little monstery. At yeah. The same it's time. like long limbs, bald. 
and half yes. the wings are like leafy. Yeah. And so it starts like flying away and she follows it into the labyrinth. Mm-hmm. It goes down this well and she follows and all of this is horrifying. It's like nighttime. Like, yes, yeah, so middle of the night. Dude, that's so scary. <laughs> There's a stone. She just starts saying echo, echo. And mm-hmm. I didn't realize that that was just like a, I didn't realize echo was just like universal yeah <laughs> yeah i was like i thought there'd be like you know a, a, a spanish word for echo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh, funny i didn't even like think about that ignorant america <laughs> <laughs> so then there's this like creature that wakes up and she's not scared of him even though he is scary look like he is scary yeah, he's creepy looking so sure. this is pan and it took me the entire movie to realize because I was like, is that pan? Like, is that pan? Pan yeah. is another word for fawn. Yeah. Because they call him fawn or right. fauna or fawn, whatever. The whole movie, because that's the Spanish word for it, but technically translated. Right. It's pan. Okay. Well, <laughs> silly me. Anyway, so she's not scared of him, even though he has like these. Like, he's super tall, yeah. and, like, he's got, like, these really jerky movements. Like yes. He, he is, cr- I mean, he's beautifully, he yes. looks beautiful, but it's also very unnerving yeah. to look at. Yeah. And so he's, he's like, you're Princess Moana, mm-hmm. and um, we want to take you back to the underworld kingdom, mm-hmm. but we have to make sure you're not mortal, so you have to complete three tasks mm-hmm. before the full moon. And he gives her a book of crossword crossroads. Finish these puzzles. So it's like this blank book, and he's like, "It will when mm-hmm. you're alone, and you open it, it will unveil itself to you." Mm-hmm. Move scenes, and the captain is like putting in a record, and he's shaving himself while smoking because, of course, he is. Yeah. He's polishing his boots while smoking. I'm like, isn't that flammable? I feel like that's not great. Then it goes to the scene of like, he gives Mercedes the rabbits from the guy's bag. And he's like, cook these. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there's like this weird flirtation with her. Like he's trying, he's like, it's almost feels like he's trying to come on to her in some sort of way. Yeah. Which might just be like a power move. Yeah, I, I think so. He's very much needs control. Yeah. So then they, um, the servants, I guess, um, I'm not really sure, like, what the dynamic is. I think they're, like... Yeah, like, maids. So they're, like, filling up the bath with mm-hmm. hot water, and um, I was like, damn, that's a lot of work. Um, yes, yeah, well, yeah. Hot buckets one by one. Yeah. Big-ass tub. Exactly. And um, the mom at this point shows Ophelia that she made her this, like, pretty green dress mm-hmm. and got her these new shoes. Yeah. And it was, like, so nice. Like, yeah. the mom was, like, thought she was doing something so nice. And uh, Ophelia is just, like, not impressed. Yeah. Like, oh, whatever. Does not, like, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't care. And I was just like, oh, Like, the mom made it for you. Yeah. This is, like, a moment where I'm, like, I'm team mom. I'm too old. Right. Like, I know. And it's, like, I think the mom doesn't really understand the daughter yeah she's not listening to her very much she's very much like you need to please the captain like wear this pretty dress you need to be a pretty girl you need to do this and which is like yeah "Mm, not me exactly like i feel for the mom because of the fact that like she went through all this effort to to make this and do this but at the same time like the mom is definitely not being considerate or um thoughtful of ophelia's experience 
So Ophelia takes the book into the bathroom, and I'm just thinking, like, there's this nice warm tub, and she is taking I know. a sleep. I was like, get in the <laughs> it's tub. It's going to get cold. Yeah, you're going to be taking a cold bath. <laughs> the book can wait, but no. She opens the book, and sh- the pages start to fill in. Mm-hmm. And um, she's basically finding out that, like, what she has to do is go to this trunk mm-hmm. and um like she, a tree trunk like a tree thank you <laughs> there's this like ancient fig tree that's dying because yeah. there's a toad living in the base of it and she has to feed it three stones mm-hmm. and when she feeds it three stones it will give her a key and the tree will be able to live again she also sees that she has this moon birthmark on her mm-hmm. shoulder, which is identifying her as Princess Moana. Um, so then you go to a scene where Mercedes, like, is showing everyone, like, oh, look at uh, Ophelia's new dress. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, oh, my God, she looks so pretty. Yeah. And she's like, do you want some milk? And then they go and, like, milk the cow for yeah. fresh milk. Fresh and, ass and I'm milk. like, oh, <laughs> it's a little much for me. I'm a little bit too modern of a woman for, for that. My grandma hates milk because she, that's how like they would get milk like, fresh <gasps> oh my god from the fucking cow she was like it was like warm and mm. no nope. that's the the idea of it being warm no. from body heat oh. <laughs> no. i'm sorry i know it's natural but it's also <laughs> i have such i can't do it ophelia is talking to her and says like a fairy visited her mm-hmm. and like you know mercedes is playing along yeah and then she mentioned the fawn and mercedes was like my mom always said to be wary of fawns yeah. like be careful so mm-hmm. at this point i'm like oh i don't trust the fawn mm-hmm. and then you switch scenes again and um all these supplies new supplies came into the storeroom mm-hmm. at the base and mercedes sees like there's medical supplies there and um, at the same time, like, the men see there's smoke coming from the mountains. Yeah. So they go on, like, this. They're like, we got to go find, like, the rebels in the mountains. So they mm-hmm. go chase off for the rebels. And Mercedes gets the only key, gives the only key to the storeroom to the captain. So she's like, this is the only key. So um, she gives that to him. Then they go off. So then scene change again. You're at Ophelia. She's in her new dress. She takes off her new dress. Mm-hmm. to go into the tree trunk and um you see as it's as she's going in like the a ribbon off the dress like flies off mm-hmm. and i was like oh that doesn't bode well then she's crawling under this gigantic tree trunk that's clearly like half a mile long because yeah. she is crawling for a long time a lot of mud and bugs huge oh, like bugs huge bugs. bugs like the size of your hand um i was like couldn't Nope. I mean, I guess I'm not the princess. No. (laughs) Already, I'm tapping out. (laughs) Mud I could handle, Mm -hmm. bugs not so much. Then the captain finds the smoke, and in the remnants of the fire is the box that Mercedes had gotten earlier, which Mm -hmm. had a vial of antibiotics in it. And so at this point, he knows that someone's injured. Yeah. Um, He knows that he has the antibiotics that they need. And he's, like, trying to get them to unveil themselves as if they ever would because you'd be stupid. Right. So then we're back again to mm-hmm. to Ophelia. It's just, like, yeah, it's yeah. back and forth a lot. So I was, like, nothing would have gotten me to go, like, into that tree in the first place because no. that's, like, <laughs> it's, like, this tiny little spaces. I As we went over it with, nope, I cannot <laughs> do the enclosed spaces. So um, she finds, like, this t- – she finds the toad – and it is like eating like the bugs mm. and whatever, and she tricks it. She tricks it into eating the stones by pretending they're bugs. It explodes. She gets the key, 
And then she leaves the trunk and she's just like covered Dude. in mud. She's disgusting. Yeah. And her dress is gone. And at them in that moment, I was pissed off. <laughs> because, and I have to keep reminding myself she's a child, but yes. I was just like, the mother made that dress. Yeah. I felt so bad. Yeah. But like, it's not the end of the world because it could be cleaned, not the white part. That's going to yeah. be permanently ruined. Yeah. But whatever, it doesn't matter. It's covered in mud. So she puts it on. <laughs> I guess. And then you switch forward and they're having the dinner party and the captain is talking about how he wants his son born in a mm-hmm. cleanse Spain. And it's like, oh, yeah, gross, gross. Yeah. Mercedes leaves everyone at the dinner party mm-hmm. and does like this signal in the woods and um, with her like lantern. And as she's in the woods, she sees that Ophelia is like coming out of the woods covered in mud. Yeah. And then back at the dinner party, um, the the ladies that are there, like, asking about how the captain and the wife met. Yeah. And she's, like, telling about how, like, her first husband had been a tailor yeah. and they met then. But um, they, they didn't meet again until, you know, after her husband had died and he yeah. came back to get another to get tailored again. Mm-hmm. And she was working in the shop at that point and, and they met again. And. The captain was pissed off about her telling the story. Yes. And I don't really get it. I don't know if it's because he didn't like that she had been married before. So Guillermo was talking about Ugh. this <laughs> I'm so glad you. I'm so I'm, glad you have the uh, commentary. This is nice. Yeah. So he pretty much said that. It's like hinted that. It's not confirmed, but he's like, I like to think the captain maybe just killed the husband to get <gasps> the wife. Oh. And it's like, that would make sense because he's a fucking psychopath. Yeah. So so he, so the director doesn't really say exactly like why, but he does bring that up. He's like, yeah. I just, you know. He doesn't have that. Okay. It's yeah. interesting that like there's, I do find it interesting, especially in, in movies like that where they, they, even the director is like, yeah, it's open to interpretation. Yeah, the whole movie he's like, he's like, I just have threads for people to kind of think about and like kind of interpret what they want so that's you know a cool way to think about it but yeah it's it's possible you could just kill the husband just to have her ophelia is um back and Mm -hmm. taking a bath and the mother is like furious because she had gotten so muddy and didn't show up and she's like you're going to bed without supper Mm -hmm. and i was like oh ma'am yeah that's rough (laughs) um but Ophelia is happy because she's like, I upset the captain, and that's great. Yeah, she had like a little smile. Yeah, because because the mother was like, you upset your father, she's right? Like the captain. She's like, yes. yes. And she's Ophelia's like, yes. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, dude. hell yeah. <laughs> so then she, um, the creepy fawn is like, keep the key, and here's some chalk. And mm-hmm. um, in the morning, she wakes up and she like opens the book again, and she's just seeing like. It almost looks like there's ovaries that show up on yeah. the page. And then it's just like the whole page fills with like blood. Right. And then in the next room, the mom is bleeding mm-hmm. and Ophelia goes screaming. She gets the captain and the doctor was like, your wife needs rest. Yeah. The girl needs a new room, Um, which honestly to me didn't really make sense because the girl is the one who found that she was bleeding right. and got yeah. help for her. So if anything, it was good that she was there. But whatever i was yeah. like i, I don't, don't know if it's like oh the daughter's stressing her out or something right. it's like mm. so then they give the daughter a new room which is like in this horrible basement space it's an attic. is it an attic yeah. okay yeah. <laughs> but it's either way it, it's horrible. still like dank and <laughs> <Yes>. crowded <laughs> and so um 
Ophelia knows that Mercedes is helping men in the woods and she tells her that. And she right. is worried that she doesn't want Mercedes to get hurt. And yeah. Mercedes is like in awe of the fact that Ophelia hasn't, you know, said anything or done mm. anything. And she just starts humming her a lullaby. And you can see that they're they're like bonding. Yeah. And the um scene changes and the doctor catches Mercedes while she's like packing up a bag and they go together. Um, into the woods. So you know that they're, you know, you already knew they were working together, but now the doctor's really showing that, like, right. he's helping these men. And you learn that her brother is one of the men in the woods. Mm-hmm. So the fawn shows up and um, he was like, you haven't done your task yet. And she's like, well, I'm really worried about my mom. Mm-hmm. And um, so he was like, well, you, here's this root. And he gives her this, like, root thing that looks kind of like a creature. Like a- baby thing. yeah and he's like put it in warm milk mm-hmm. um under your mother's bed and give it two drops of blood every morning mm-hmm. and your mom will be fine um so she takes that and um he also gives her some fairies and he's like remember when you do your next task you cannot eat anything mm-hmm. you cannot eat do not eat anything it's very serious take these three fairies yep. Do do good. So then you switch scenes again, and um, the doctor has to take off the leg of the man mm-hmm. in the camp, yeah. and this is like horrible because you know that this guy is about to have to be dead silent while his yes. leg is removed because you can't reveal your They're location. In like, yeah, the woods, mm-hmm. right? You know he's about to do a saw, and he has literally nothing to help numb the pain yep. or whatever. And it's like gross, like oh yeah, it's scene. the whole scene is awful. Luckily, they don't show. No, thank God. Thank oh God. My God. Thank God. <laughs> they change the scene again mm-hmm. to Ophelia opening a book and basically seeing what she has to do next, which yes. is to go and retrieve something from this area. So she has to basically draw a door mm-hmm. out of chalk, which she does, and it opens mm-hmm. up a portal. And she has to start this like sand timer and she has to get back to that door before mm-hmm. the sand timer runs out. So, again, I wrote down, she didn't eat supper, so I was keeping that in mind. But then I was wondering, like, wait, but the supper was from the night before, but then there was, like, the bleeding incident after, so it doesn't matter. Whatever. We're just going to... I mean, we don't know how much time passed because they moved her to the attic, so it's... It could have just been, like, a full day. Yeah. So, she just hasn't eaten. She hasn't eaten. Yeah. So, she didn't eat supper, and she goes into this space where there's like a feast and there's mm-hmm. tons of like delicious looking food and she looks over there's like this horrible creature and there's eyeballs sitting on a plate yeah and there's all these paintings and murals and stuff on the walls and ceilings depicting this creature eating kids yeah and it's um very ominous mm-hmm. and so he's just like sitting there yes he's just sitting there <laughs> frozen no face. yeah and then the fairies are there and they're like pointing at this one door mm-hmm. and she's like, no, it's this door. And she like opens it and she gets like this special dagger out of it. Mm-hmm. And she goes over and she just can't resist temptation. She's so yeah. hungry. And even though the fairies are going nuts, do not yeah. eat, do not eat, do not eat. She's like, I have to eat. Oh, mom, so eat. she's going to eat. She eats two grapes. And I was really, I was getting so annoyed. But at the same time, I was like, oh, she didn't eat. It's, I know. You know, you know she's, she's starving. Kid. She's a little kid. She doesn't understand. She's trying to do one thing, yes. bitch. No. <laughs> so the thing wakes up and it pops its eyeballs into its hands and holds mm-hmm. its hands up to its head. And it, this is like a very iconic Pan's Labyrinth image. Right. It's the one image that I had like known about with yeah. the movie. And it immediately eats two fairies. Yeah. Like he just 
rips their heads off. It's so sad. I'm like, these poor fairies, they just wanted to help. (laughs) And she she books it. Mm -hmm. She books it to the door, and the door is closing. She took too long. The sand had drawn out um, completely. And this creature's coming around the corner, and she is scrambling. So she's trying to draw a new door, and the chalk breaks. <laughs> she's freaking like out. Panicking. Right. <laughs> and so uh, I'm, like, stressing. And so she ends up drawing a new door, luckily. She's able to draw one just in time, right before the creature can grab her foot. Yeah. And she, like, does it on the ceiling. I don't know why she did it on the ceiling. I would have done yeah. it. Whatever. It doesn't Closer matter. Closer to the floor. Right, right. Where you don't have to climb. Pull your... Because I would not have been able to put no. on a pull-up. Nope. No. I'm dead. I'm dead. <laughs> Maybe as a child. I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't true. think so. Even then, <laughs> um, she manages to narrowly escape this situation. Mercedes then gives her brother the key to the storeroom, which is um how they can get in and get all those medical supplies and foods and everything like that. Then there's a super weird scene where the captain is shaving again, and then he mimes in the mirror, cutting off his head with a blade. Did Guillermo del Toro tell you anything about that? Because he he did bring out. He's like, I love this scene. <laughs> he's like, I love it. Shows this dude's like a fucking psychopath. He's like, this dude's a sociopath. It's just, it's just he's just wild. Yeah, he's just like a wild dude. So like every time you see him like doing like his like shaving and stuff, like he's very just like meticulous mm. in particular. And I think he does he nick himself like while shaving. I don't know if it was that scene, but like he's just very like needs everything perfect and needs to be in control. And mm. he's just like, yeah, Guillermo was just like this is just a scene to show like he's. So she's wild. Yep. Okay. Wild okay. <laughs> so then Ophelia does like the ritual with the root, and the root is like mimicking all the mom's movements. Mm-hmm. So you know that like this root is connected to the mom, and yeah. like as long as it's doing well, she's doing well. The captain is talking to the doctor. I feel like it's just like when you're reading these notes of it, it's just so much jumping, jumping, jumping. Yeah. And but, it's, I mean, it, but it's doing that. Yeah. That's how, it, that's how it goes. So the captain tells the doctor, like, if you have to choose between my wife and my son, you choose, you save my boy. Yeah. Um, it's no surprise. Yeah. Shocker. <laughs> then there's an explosion in the distance mm-hmm. and it, they go to a train and the um, people on the train are like, yeah, nothing was stolen by the people. They just like slowed us down. And then there's another explosion and they, they realize that like this was, you know, a front. It was a way right. to distract them. They go running back. And the storeroom is open and emptied, but you can see that the lock on the storeroom was like undone, mm-hmm. and it was it wasn't that the door was exploded off; it's that it was yeah. it, the key had opened it. And then they go off chasing these men with their tiny little guns, their little pistols, <laughs> and they're like shooting with their pistols. I'm like, what the hell is going on? So he's like shooting off with the the pistols and they're trying to capture somebody. They end up being able to capture one person. Mm -hmm. Then you um, get another zoom in on the sleep medicine that Ophelia is helping her mom take. And then you go back in on the man that they're going to be torturing. And it's this Mm -hmm. guy you saw earlier, this poor guy who has a stutter. The captain is making this joke about how, like, of course, the one person they managed to capture has a stutter. Mm -hmm. And he, like, tortures this poor man by being like, if you can count to three without stuttering, like, I'll let you go. Of course he can. Oh, so sad. Carol said he wrote this scene, like, a while ago. Just as, like, like like, a scene that he thought would good in a movie because he thought about he told us girl some of the stuff he said i was like cracking up but yeah he said he was interested in doing like a war movie and he Mm -hmm. wrote that scene and he was like oh i can just add it in this movie and i'm like that's fucked up it was so fucking upsetting it was so so upsetting upsetting. that is very (laughs) messed up oh my god 
<laughs> okay. So then the fawn comes back and he's basically like, how dare you? You didn't you didn't listen. Yes. Now you can't be the you're not the princess. Mm-hmm. You don't get to come back with me, whatever. And she's like devastated. And then you see that like the captain is like washing his bloody hands in the rain, which I'm like, that is not an effective way to clean. But, okay. And at this point, the doctor is found out because his medicine, the, he calls the doctor in to tend to this man. Yeah, they basically removed his middle finger yeah, from his hand. His hands just horrible. He's in face. severe pain. Yeah. Like I can't even imagine. Mm-hmm. And the doctor has his like medical case and yeah. he has it open and the captain goes over and sees that he has the exact same vials of antibiotics. Which mm-hmm. I feel like isn't like it's not like the cat it's not like the doctor was like forging the glass with his own hands. Yeah, I just yeah, I think because the rebels have been fucking around in that area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, for him to see that, it's, like... It was definitely, like, a connecting point. Yeah. And I feel like he's just gonna point fingers anyway. Right. Like, he's, like, oh, he's probably a right. fucking traitor. Yeah. So... Exactly. And he's looking for any sort of way to kill somebody. Yeah. Because he's a monster. <laughs> yep. So he leaves the doctor to tend to yeah. the man. And the guy... Um, who I don't even know if he has a name, but he basically was like, just please just kill me. Mm-hmm. Like, he's miserable. He's like, I talked, but only a little bit. Yeah. Please end my misery. And so the doctor does end up, like, injecting him with mm-hmm. something that's going to kill yeah. him, which is really sad. But also, like, it's, you know, he's going to die. At yeah, anyway. I mean, he saved him. Because yeah. if he was tended to, they would just torture him again. Yes, that's what they wanted. So. Right. And then the captain ends up going um into the wife's room, sees that Ophelia's there, and, like, sees that she's, like, under the bed. Mm-hmm. So he looks under the bed and sees that there's that bowl of milk, yeah. which is, like, putrid by this point. He, like, <laughs> smells it. Yeah. It smells bad. It's like, what are you doing? And he's blaming her for, like, the issues that are going on. Yes. And... The wife is like, she's like, let me deal with it. Let me deal with it. She's really upset. And she like throws the root in the fire and basically like tells a feeling she needs to grow up. And then, you know, she throws the root in the fire and then she starts being in like unfathomable pain and like really upset. And she's she's going into labor, basically. Mm -hmm. Then the captain sees the dock. Uh, the doctor let the guy die or mm-hmm. help the guy die. And he was like, maybe I would have helped you. Maybe I would have like been more lenient if you had helped us. But clearly you're, you know, on mm-hmm. the other side. And the doctor said something about basically was like blind loyalty is not the way to yep. live your life mm-hmm. and starts walking away. And the captain shoots him in the back of the head. And then I was like, who's going to deliver the baby? <laughs> Yeah, like he uh, is not thinking. This captain is not thinking. No, because I doubt there were like midwives there. No, like, I don't. There was someone who was and en- ended up being there for the birth. Um, some other doctor maybe I don't know, mm-hmm. but it it was it was not the guy who was like the most qualified. Yeah. The then you see that like the captain and the girl are sitting there waiting, and the the whoever it was that delivered the baby comes out and was like, "Your wife died in labor." Yeah. And there was just so much blood. There was, they were just taking blood. They were taking blood. Ugh. Full of blood. And terrifying. Like, I'm like, awful. I never want to give birth. Oh my god. Imagine like, ugh, awful. I, it's so scary. And so then basically, you know, they you see that they bury the mom and there's the baby and the captain is like keeping the baby with him at all times. The baby is a boy. The baby is a boy. And I was like, I was surprised. Yeah. Oh, but I'm, you think he would have let that baby live if it was a girl? No, I know. Yeah, yeah it definitely wouldn't have. 
And honestly, I'm surprised even up until this point that he like hasn't kicked Ophelia out or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very fair. So then the captain is suspicious of Mercedes. She's like, she's like, I have to get out of here, which is obviously like a trap. Like he showed mm-hmm. that he was a little suspicious. And he basically was like, can you get something out of the storeroom for me? And she mm-hmm. starts to go. And he's like, don't you need the key? And she's like, oh, I forgot. And gets the key from him. Because he was like, isn't this the only key? Right. Whatever. So she decides to run. And Ophelia was like, take me with you, yeah. basically. And she wasn't going to. But then she did. And then they get caught. Yep. So because he had set up a trap for her. That's right. Yeah, of course. And basically, he's furious at Ophelia. Like, how long have you known or whatever? As if she isn't a child. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. She gets put in, like, the the storeroom to be held. And he is going to torture. He starts going off. This is Mercedes. Yeah. Sorry. Thank you. Yeah. Mercedes. <laughs> not, not Ophelia. <laughs> Ophelia is, like, in her room. Yeah, I think they throw it back in the attic. Yeah, but um, Mercedes, he's, like, talking about how he's going to torture her or whatever. And she pulls out of her apron mm-hmm. this, like, paring knife that she had been use- using throughout the movie to, like, mm-hmm. cut potatoes and stuff like that. And she, like, always stored it in her apron. So she pulls it out, cuts the ropes that are around her hand, and ends up stabbing the captain mm-hmm. in the back. And then... She puts the blade in his mouth and pulls it through and slits his cheek open. (laughs) It was so gross. Mm -hmm. But it's obviously like a small knife. So she wasn't able to like kill him with it because it wasn't going to get deep enough. I mean, it did damage, but not enough. Yeah, exactly. So she um, runs off. And then at this point, the fawn comes back and he's like, I'm giving you another chance. Get your, but you have to follow me blindly, (laughs) basically. Mm -hmm. Get your brother and come to the well. Yeah. And so she has to sneak into the captain's chamber mm-hmm. and she ha- she takes that sleeping potion. <laughs> potion? potion. <laughs> she takes the, the sleeping syrup yeah. and she pours it into his liquor. He is in there and I was like, why didn't he do stitches? But of course he has to stitch himself up. So he stitches himself up in the mirror like a like and, an actual crazy person. Yeah, and they just show they show Ugh. the whole thing of him doing Putting it, it and it's it's awful. Ugh. Awful. Ugh. I hate it. And but, so what? No, no, you go ahead. I just want to say in this part. So the whole movie, you're kind of wondering if it's real or not. Mm-hmm. Like the whole fantasy element. Um, or if it's in Ophelia's head. And Guillermo does say like it's kind of still up to interpretation mm-hmm. for the viewer. But he said this moment kind of verifies that it's real um, because mm. she gets into the office by drawing the door with the chalk. Oh. Like you see the chalk on the, on the desk and the captain's like, what the fuck? Yeah. So Guillermo's pretty much like, there's no way for her to really get in there. Like, cause there's guards and shit. He's yeah. like, you know, you can still believe that like, maybe it's all in her head. But like, for me there, like that was kind of the point where it's like, you interesting. Know, it's real. So. That's really interesting. Cause there's mm-hmm. something later that happens that makes mm-hmm. me think it wasn't real. Yes. Yeah. So we'll talk about that. <laughs> But, okay, he finds that chalk, yeah. and he is, like, starts to get all worked up about it because he knows that he didn't yeah. put that chalk Because he's there. very organized. Yes, <laughs> exactly. He's, like, looking all around. He can't find anything. He ends up turning around. He, like, picks up the shot to take, like, another shot. And he, first oh, of all, yeah. he had taken a shot already <laughs> after doing the stitches. 
and it seeped through <gasps> the freaking wound. Yeah, you can see like the band aid get bloody. Yeah. You, you could like feel that oh, pain. Oh my god. Awful. I was like, dude, no way. <laughs> it's like how you would not see me throwing back another shot. Yeah, he took two. Yeah. So he starts to, he lifts it and you're like, drink it, drink it, drink it. So he finally drinks it and like he there's like this movie with the camera warp thing where yeah. you can see he's being affected by it ophelia picks up her brother and like starts to sneak out but mm-hmm. there's a noise an explosion. I, there's an explosion outside and he turns and sees her walking out with the baby mm-hmm. and he starts chasing her and so she runs into the labyrinth and he's chasing her all the way and you know you're seeing like the labyrinth is like opening up for her yeah. and like she she gets to the well and she has the the baby there and the fawn comes and he's like you need to sacrifice your brother and she's yeah. like I'm not sacrificing I can't sacrifice my brother yeah. and he's like you said you were gonna do whatever I whatever I said and she's mm-hmm. like well I'm not doing that and then the captain comes around the corner and grabs the baby from mm-hmm. her and then turns to leave and shoots her yeah. in the stomach I was so furious at this point i was like there's no reason to shoot her there's no reason to shoot her like i get she had your kid and you were worried about losing your kid but it's not because you love your kid it's because you want like a progeny right you want to have like i mean he obviously did not give two shits about feeling but shoot a child is like wild so so messed up and so she falls over and like he starts to leave the labyrinth and Mm -hmm. as he leaves the labyrinth mercedes and her brother and their like whole band of people are mm-hmm. there and he hands the kid over because he knows that like you he's know done. he's yeah. done for and he's like tell my like he, he kind of references this story of his dad where yeah. he was like tell my son the time that i died and mercedes mm-hmm. like mm, i'm let me stop you there yeah your kid's not even gonna know your freaking name yes and i was like haha yep. yes because basically his dad like was in war and died in war and like kept his watch nice he was like watch. give my son my watch so he knows the exact time of my death mm-hmm. so he knows like this is how to die a hero or whatever and it's like weird and it's like crazy that he thought they were really gonna tell his as son if. about him right like, right you're what? a monster what are you thinking <laughs> so then they obviously kill him and mm-hmm. then they go into the labyrinth to find ophelia and yeah. mercedes sees her on the ground um bleeding oh and i forgot sorry when this is i meant to say this earlier when the captain goes and mm-hmm. sees ophelia she's talking to the fawn but he just sees her talking to nobody at yeah. all to mm-hmm. nothing so at that point that's when i was like this isn't real right because yeah. and and Guillermo was saying like it's it's less of like her seeing stuff that's not there but like him just not being able to see it mm, so it's like a whole thing of like growing up you don't believe in fairy tales yeah. anymore so you're not going to see the the fantasy around yeah. you where she sees it because she still believes in that that's know? interesting but it also could just be right it's you know it's how you interpret the movie right. because then she's she's dying mm-hmm. and mercedes is humming to her and like trying to soothe her yeah she is like getting visions of basically being in the palace and mm-hmm. all dolled up in front of the king and queen mm-hmm. and the queen is her mother mm-hmm. who you've seen so you can kind of imply that maybe the king is like her father yeah. who the tailor who we 
didn't get to see again. The fawn is there and they're saying like you passed the final test Mm -hmm. that like you didn't just like do blind obedience. You wouldn't spill the blood of an innocent Mm -hmm. and the blood that was spilled was her blood because she had been shot. So she was wounded Mm -hmm. and blood fell. So her blood spilled, but she refused to spill the blood of an innocent. So she Mm -hmm. because she trusted herself. And then, um, so she is together again with her, mm-hmm. with her parents. And that's where I was like, oh, maybe this is like the afterlife or something mm-hmm. like her passing forward. But the interesting thing was the mom was holding a baby yeah. in that scene. So yeah. I was like interested where I was like, you know, that could be open to interpretation because like then mm-hmm. she's with her brother too, but her brother did survive. Right. Yeah. So maybe it's not the afterlife then. Yeah. And you're just kind of left wondering. And that's yeah. how the movie ends. Mm-hmm. I, I like to think it was real because I like to think that Ophelia yeah. became the princess that she really yeah. was rather than this fucking guy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so she was more like reborn. Yeah. You know? That's interesting because that was definitely like part of what I had a hard time with with this movie yeah. because I'll go into it, but I said the most memorable scene was the, the grape scene because I just felt so frustrated with yeah. her and it didn't have anything to do with the fact that like you know I understand she's a child and all that kind of stuff yeah. but it was just like in that moment you're watching it and you're I like know. please don't please don't and it's like seeing that creature there ugh. Uh, ugh. no I'm not I know shit. I feel like I would be <laughs> sick to my stomach yes but that's also me I said the scene that should be deleted was the captain shooting her because there yeah. was no reason for it I know no reason at all I hated it um, main character, um, Travis, <laughs> it's an infant. Yeah. Tra- Travis thought the main character was Mercedes. And I, he, he said, technically, this whole movie's about Mercedes. I was like, what? She's not the main, but she is a she main is a character. main character. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Even still, I, I love Mercedes' personality mm-hmm. and her fearlessness. Yeah. But I don't know. It's funny because the actress is a, she was known for a lot of sexy roles. Really? She a lot of sexy roles, sexy characters for like Spanish movies. Yeah. And Guillermo was like, oh, didn't think she would like this role because right. it's not that. She's like, no, this is great. Like, I yeah. definitely want to do it. So Cool. She is known for that type of stuff. Oh, interesting. Well, anyway, <laughs> I took it as to be um, Ophelia. So I said pass. That's absolutely Because fair. I'm not disgusting. Yep. <laughs> um... And then the main villain, I said, pass, of course. Ugh, he was a monster. Disgusting. An absolute monster. I said that I actually gave myself good um, good survivability. I said I had an eight. Okay. But that's because uh, I just, watching a movie, I'm like, I'm smarter. I'm smarter <laughs> than everybody. I could I could have survived. But um, also, I probably would have died because there's no, no way that I would be able to handle espionage. Oh, uh, yeah, that's, it's just incredibly stressful. Yes. For sure. No, the whole situation. I mean, I would have just died from an anxiety <laughs> panic attack, like, at the beginning yes, of the movie. Yes, You know? And I think you did forget, like, a scene. Because oh. I remember from the commentary, I was, like, fucking crying at what the do- director was saying. But when Mercedes tried running away the first time, she was running away and the horses were chasing her. The captain was still yes, alive. Yes, yes. She ends up getting saved by, you know, her brother and right. the rebels. I did, I did not go over that, um, yeah. So she gets captured, so it's I'll just I'll tell you why scene. I didn't, didn't write that one down. <laughs> because at that exact moment, Copper threw up in oh, the other no. room. <laughs> so we had to pause it Great. and rewind. And so, yeah, that's <laughs> A little bit. Yeah. So that scene happened and Guillermo was, was talking about how the actress was a stunt when, you know, you, you saw the back of her head. It was a stunt actress because of the horses. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I just didn't want her to endanger her with these these nasty fucking animals. That's what he literally said. He's like, these, <laughs> these horrible 
I hate horses. I hate horses. And he's like, these horses on set were evil. He was like, they were horrible. And she's like, and I hate cows. Cows are, are fucking hell. They're ugly. They're gross. And he just goes off. Oh, my God. Like, and I was like crying. I was laughing so fucking hard. And he's like, these nasty fucking horses. And these cows, I hate them. Shut And he um, just like, he just went off on these fucking horses. And I just like could not. I was fucking dying. Dude, that is hilarious. So fucking That's funny. unhinged. I love it. He's a little crazy like yeah. that. And then what I recommend to a non-horror fan. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. It was great. Um, things of note, I, you know, just to repeat myself, you're never too old for fairy tales Mm -hmm. that I had to keep reminding myself she's a child. The captain is actually the worst. Yes. Pan is honestly super creepy. (laughs) And I was like, I feel like I need to do a bunch of research now after watching it. There's just so much to it. Yeah. And, and the reason why the fawn was kind of creepy and like mysterious Mm -hmm. is because in folklore, apparently fawn are, are like that. They're just like. Forces of nature, they don't have good or bad. Yeah. So the director wanted that to kind of come across. across. Yeah, yeah, which definitely, because they're very much like, yeah. I don't know about this guy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like very ooky spooky. Yeah. And I did end up giving, I gave it four and a half stars. Okay, yeah. I really liked it. It couldn't get the full five for me because of the fact that there, she might have died. <laughs> yeah, it's, she it's pretty much tough. Di- everyone dies. I know. It was really tough. And it's, it's during a rough period. Yes. Of- Spain, you yeah. know, so it's just a very dark. But I love this movie. Like it, yeah. I, you know, growing up, like it was just such a great movie for me. It's so. it was really, really, really good, and yeah. I really, really enjoyed it. But it was, um, <laughs> it was tough. Yeah, I'm glad you like. I felt like you would. I felt like you were going to like. Yeah. It, so I'm happy that you did. Yeah. A good horror movie. Yeah. So <laughs> that yeah. didn't have much horror. In it, yeah. So that's why you yeah. liked it. No, I loved it. It was great. I was like, give me more of these, more Demi. Of what this? the heck? Uh, yes. I was like, you you did treat me well this past the past two episodes. Yeah. The past two ones haven't been too traumatizing. <laughs> I've been very stressed about other things going on. Like so I said, I nice. will. Honestly, Barbarian has given me a good um, idea of your threshold. My, my ability so, to handle scary. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll eventually get some. I know. But we're going to have to because otherwise people will be like, ooh. I know. I'll definitely scary. give you good warning about things because, you know, I don't want to fully traumatize you. I want you to have fun with it. <laughs> <laughs> you have fun with it. So, my movie was Stardust. Uh, it's an adventure uh-huh. fantasy. Director Matthew Vaughn. Re- year released 2007. So, Snapshot, Tristan plans on bringing his love, a shooting star, in hopes she will marry him. The star turns out to be a woman wearing an important necklace. They go on an adventure while being chased by evil princes and evil witches. Mm -hmm. So I definitely heard about this movie a lot. And I want to say I like started watching it. But I don't remember. Like, when I was rewatching, I'm like, I don't think I've ever seen any of this. Like, so it might have been like, I was just seeing a lot of trailers and it might have been another fantasy that I watched. Um, Because I just like was not vibing um, when I was watching before. So we'll just jump into it. I am so (laughs) curious because this was like, I definitely watched, like we watched this Mm -hmm. when it first came out. Okay. And it was like, this was like pivotal for me. I was, this was like (laughs) amazing. I mean, it came out in 2007, Mm -hmm. right? So it was like, we were, what, 13? Uh, Six plus seven. Yeah. Yeah, we were like nine. Yeah, 13. 13 ish, 13, 14. And it was just like, it just felt like this like pivotal moment of like, like fantasy. Yeah, big fantasy. Falling in love with, like, you know, yeah. I always loved fantasy, but this was, you know. Yeah, this was because I watched a lot of 
fantasy, but there were a lot of like darker. So like mm-hmm. the labyrinth, yeah, and, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, different fantasy like that. Um, so Stardust was a little different for me because it was very much kind of brighter. And I think the only one that I can think of that was similar is Ella Enchanted. Oh, and I yes. really like Ella, Ella yeah. Enchanted. So I don't know why I didn't watch this. I guess it just whatever. Anyway. <laughs> so the movie starts and it, it talks about the two worlds so you have this village called the wall mm-hmm. and it's called that because a wall is blocking them from entering stronghold which is like a magical mm-hmm. land and the village of wall is within i guess england or yes. you know all our countries and everything's the same but across on stronghold it's all completely fantasy made up shit so dunstan Dunstan, uh-huh, how do you pronounce it? So. Um, and he is played by. I actually have to say the cast because this movie had quite the fucking it, cast. It really did. Do you really? I'm so curious. I about know what the... you're gonna say, oh! and I don't worry. Okay, I'm gonna okay, say something okay, about okay. it. Okay, so Ben Barnes, gorgeous. He uh-huh. still looks the same. Yeah, I thought he was the main character. Yeah, um, you got real excited. Yeah, because he's <laughs> so fucking hot. <laughs> I still love Trevor Cox. But, yeah. Uh, he's so handsome so anyway dunstan is so he like pretty much like writes a letter to like the science academy and it's like yo i think there's magic mm-hmm. in stronghold like i want to go and they're like okay pff, fuck this dude. <laughs> yeah. so he's obviously very interested in crossing over the wall and seeing what's over there and so this wall is not that high no maybe like three four yeah, feet tall so funny i'm like no one could just jump over the wall right, i don't understand it not explained but whatever no. magic yeah. so there's like a little opening and there's like an old man guarding yeah. it and he's like, no, you can't get in. And Dunstan's like, all right, I guess I'll go home. Yeah. And turns around and then like quickly turns back and just gets through. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. And the old man's like, shit. Yeah. He's like, I did not expect this. Yeah. I guess no one's ever attempted. Yeah. Dunstan ends up in this like magical area and it's like a. Um, like a market. Like a mar- Yeah. A marketplace. There's like miniature elephants in cages. Yeah. And like a bunch of weird shit. And he spots this beautiful woman. And uh, he goes up to her cart thing, and she's like, see anything you like? And he's like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, (laughs) and he's like, oh, I like this, you know, flower, like, you know, I'll have this. And she's like, how about this one instead? And it's like a little snowbell. Um, it's definitely plastic, but I guess it's supposed to yeah. be plastic. Uh, yeah, that's what, that's what my I'm like that's that or that or it's a real flower that's just a forever flower sort of. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's magic. Yeah, so maybe. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, that's funny. <laughs> and um, she's like, uh, it's an uh, it costs a kiss. So she kisses him, and she's like, "Come with me." <laughs> and he's like, "Okay." He's just like a young dumb yeah, kid. Yeah, and he sees that she's chained up. And she's like, oh, I'm a princess. And I was tricked by a witch to be her slave. Yeah. And I immediately was like, fake story. Like, she's the witch. Like, I did not trust her at all. And so I wrote here, doubt it. And so she brings him to the caravan and they do the deed. Mm-hmm. And then he goes back home, I guess. And uh-huh. uh, nine months later, a baby is dropped at his doorstep. And Wait, you've missed the part. He he tried to free her from her chain. So he took oh, by the cutting chain it, yeah. And he sliced a section of it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it he, just looped back together. It just and she back said together. only the witch can release her or like if she when dies. When the witch dies, yeah. she'll be free. Nine months later, baby's dropped off for him. The baby's name is Tristan. There's like a little note and things with the basket. And um Tristan is one of my mom's favorite names. She's named my brother. She wants to name my brother that. She loved it from um <laughs> Fall? Yes, Legends of the Fall. I haven't seen it. <gasps> Ooh, Megan. All right, I'll add definitely it to check my, it out. It's on my list. Yeah, definitely check it out. This is a demi recommended. <laughs> 
Well, it's a it's a Demi's mom recommendation. Sorry, Demi's mom recommendation. <laughs> um, but yeah, his name is Tristan. So okay. anyway, cute name. Time skip. Oh, <laughs> I wrote Baby Daredevil. And I was like, what? Because Charlie Cox, the actor, is you know the dare Daredevil in the oh, Marvel show. Oh yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So he's like a baby in this yes. movie. He's so cute. He's eighteen now. And he is in love with a girl named Victoria, mm-hmm. and she does not want him. Mm-mm. She's very like just because he's like a shopkeep boy. Like mm-hmm. he's he's just a good boy, but he's yeah. you know not as cool as Humphrey. <laughs> <laughs> Which girl? I did not know until I looked it up. Yes, it's Henry Cavill, dude. And I, he is like blonde. He's got this mustache, and yeah. I was like Henry. Like I was like, oh, Humphrey's got good like cheek, you know, good yeah. jawline. Yeah, yeah. I Dude. was looking at the cast at the end. It's like it's, it's like Superman. Yeah. yeah. I was like, this and is I, real <laughs> Superman. I had no idea who this man was. I was about to screenshot it and send it to you yeah. as a joke. Because yeah. I was like, LOL, who listed Henry Cavill as Humphrey? <laughs> and then I thought about it. I was like, oh my Dude, God. Dude, I was watching it. So I was watching it, re-watching it. And something made me look, oh, I think it was like one of the characters who I was like, oh, that person looks familiar. Yeah. And I wanted to remember who who they were yeah and then i'm looking through the cast list and it said henry cavill and i was like yeah. what? and it said humphrey and i was like humphrey 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 what Dude. so at the end of the movie i was staring so hard mm-hmm. at the and i was like oh my god it is it's, it's him and like once you know you can't unsee it yes. but, but it's unreal no, he does not I mean, I guess because we're so used to his dark hair. Yeah, that like, like him like, as blonde, where you're just your brain can't. The fathom. like the curled mustache. Yes, like he looks like a typical villain kind of character. He really does. And blown away. But yeah. anyway, Humphrey is definitely like a dick. He yeah. like comes from money. You know, Victoria is just like oh, like Humphrey, <laughs> and um, she pretty much turns down Tristan a bit, and he goes home, and the dad's like, oh, how would it go? And um, Dunstan, 18 years, I feel like he would not look that, that old. old. No, years. they definitely made him look like 30 to 40 years older yeah. than he, he actually was. He looked too old. He's like pretty much like, oh, like, you know, it's it's going well. Like, it's, he's just lying. Yeah. The next day at work, Victoria sees him and she cuts everyone in line. She's like, hey, like, can I get just like a piece of cheese or something? He's like, of course. She's like, and milk and eggs and this and this. And it's like, okay, Victoria is just taking advantage that he works at yes. like a dairy shop, shop or whatever yeah. and she's a piece of shit yeah and he's like oh like can i see you tonight and she's like well, you can walk me home and he's like right now and she's like yep so he walks her home and he loses his job right. for fucking right. doing that which right. yeah obviously come on, come i mean Tristan. you can't just first of all he treated all the other people at this shop like trash by letting her cut yeah and then... there were like a ton of people yeah so he lost his job and so he tries his luck with victoria again and he asks to take her out like on a picnic it's very nice he has like champagne she's really impressed by the champagne and she's like well like humphrey's going to ipswich (laughs) i guess it's a real place i thought i think it's a real place yeah no it's a real place (laughs) ipswich to get a ring yeah and he's like oh you're like gonna marry humphrey and she's like well if he's traveling all the way to ipswich i can't say no (laughs) and tristan's like i would travel the world i would travel anywhere and get you anything and she's like oh like you're so funny yeah so this conversation's happening and it kind of cuts to stormhold again Mm -hmm. and the king of stormhold is dying and he has three four sons that are still alive and they all got weird names did you did you catch it it's literally it's a primus 
Secundus. Oh my god. Trident. I was thinking, I was like, why are oh these god. names? Yes. Yeah. They all are just like one, two, three, four, five, six, Stop. seven with the US at the end. Yes. God. Okay. Well. And then there's other <laughs> things like like Septimus. Yeah. Did you notice the weird things about his? He's got his shirt. Yeah. Has the design on it. Yeah. First of all, the buttons all have the number seven. The design oh. itself is the numeral seven oh made up of God. tiny sevens. I did not notice that. <laughs> I only noticed it the second time. The, oh not the second time. I've seen it more than two times. <laughs> on this most recent <laughs> yes. rewatch. Yeah. That's such a great little detail. No, yeah. I did not notice that. Yeah. So yeah, he has, what, seven? Seven sons. sons. Total. And a daughter. Mm-hmm. And so there's four that are still alive. And they all want the throne, obviously. And the king's like, Secundus, look out that window. And Secundus looks out he's like what do you see like a kingdom whatever and he's like look up into the stars and then one of the brothers just fucking pushes him out yeah, the window yeah. and murders him yeah and so secundus ends up as a ghost with his other brothers yes. they all just look like how they die yeah it's amazing <laughs> and they are that way until a new king is crowned apparently yes. so obviously these brothers don't like each other yeah. they're out to just be number one yeah. Which they kind of imply that, like, the reason for that is because, like, the dad said, he was like, yeah, well, I had 12 yeah. brothers or whatever, and I killed them all in yep. order to be king. Yeah, so it's just a constant fucking competition. Yes. Yeah. And they, he was asking about Uma, which is the sister, and mm-hmm. the brothers are like, oh, like, Uma hasn't been seen, you know, in mm-hmm. years. And I'm like, I wonder who that is. <laughs> <laughs> so the king then is like, takes off his necklace and he's like whoever restores his ruby first of all has to be of royal blood um but whoever does it will be crowned the new king and then he i forget does he throw it something happens it like flies into space it it flies into space (laughs) no as he dies so basically it turns from red to clear Mm -hmm. and then when he dies it like shoots off into space Mm mm-hmm so it shoots out into space, and then there's, like, an explosion, mm-hmm. and then it comes back down. And at this point, you see, like, uh, it cuts to Tristan and, and Victoria, and they see, like, a shooting star. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, my God, like, it's beautiful. And he's like, I can go get that for you. <laughs> and he's like, if I bring that shooting star to you, like, will you, like, marry me? And she's like, okay. <laughs> Victoria fucking sucks. Yeah. She has one week to do this because Humphrey's going to propose on her birthday Mm -hmm. in a week. The timeline's one week. Yes. (laughs) Star lands and ends up being a woman. And she she's the most star looking actress. Yes, <laughs> like yes, she, she really she's like is. a like yeah, just Claire Dunn, right? I think or so. Dune. Yeah, because she looks like Gwyneth Paltrow. She kind of does. Um, Claire Danes. Danes. <laughs> you well, had the, I, the first C letter. And D, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Claire Danes. And so she's the star, and you see the necklace like next to her. Mm-hmm. And so it it also cuts to this woman. And it's like an old, gross-looking woman. She yeah. sees the star, and she runs inside, and she's like, "There's a, there's a shooting star. Is there a chance? It's a shooting star." And their names are Momo, Mormo, and Puza, and Lamia. I don't know if that has any pattern, like the princess. I don't know. I didn't look them up, but, but this is also based on a book. So yes, by Neil. He's the guy who wrote Sandman. Oh, series. So I, I think I actually might read it. Cool. Um, and see the differences. But, yeah. Because I like I like Samuel. Uh anyway. So apparently the the stars, they can use it to get energy and get their youthful energy back. So mm-hmm. they're all gross and old and they're witches. Mm-hmm. And so they go to see who's gonna go retrieve the star. 
Lamia cheats and mm-hmm. wins, and she's like, oh, I'm going to go get it. And so she eats what's left of the last star they had. And Lamia turns into um, young, beautiful and Michelle Pfeiffer. Mm. And she's stunning. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, girl, get it. And she, like, takes <laughs> off her robe, and she's like, just, like and all her sister's like, oh, naked, yeah. shut up. <laughs> So it cuts. There's a, there's also a lot of back and forth in this movie because yeah. there's a few characters. That's another theme. Yep, another a yeah, another thread. thread. So we cut back to Tristan, and he walks to the wall just like his father did. Mm-hmm. And the guard actually thinks it's Duncan at first, mm-hmm. right? That's the thing. Dunstan, Duncan, Dunstan. Yeah, and he's like Dunstan, like coming back here again. Tristan's like, oh, it's actually Tristan. Like, yeah. So that Tristan kind of is like gets this idea that his dad here. did the same mm-hmm. shit. Then the guards like he's like, well, you can't, you can't go back here. And Tristan tries to pull the same move his dad did, but this time the guard is ready, and he's just an old ass dude. But he's, he's like flipping, yeah, he's flipping around, and he's like fucking wolves Tristan's ass, and he's like, get out, get yeah. out of here. So then Tristan goes back home and asks Duncan about it. Dunstan, yeah. Jesus Christ, I wrote Duncan here. That's gonna be confusing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Dunstan then tells Tristan about his experience, what mm-hmm. happened, yeah. and that his mother is lives there. Yeah. And he gives Tristan the stuff that was in the basket, which yeah. was the flower, the snowball flower, mm-hmm. and a letter. And inside the letter is a Babylon candle. Mm-hmm. And the letter is pretty much like, I'm your mother. Like, I wish I could keep you, but the witch wouldn't let me. And the fastest way to travel is by candle. Just think of me, you know, when you light it. And so Tristan was like, all right. And There's like, also the little, I think, didn't he give him the little silver chain as well? Oh, yeah. A little piece of the, the chain. The yes. Chain important. that he had cut off. I yeah. didn't fucking write that. Oh, no, I did. I'm just not reading. <laughs> he gives her a little piece of the chain. Yes. Uh, which is important. <laughs> so then Tristan lights a candle and immediately disappears. And he, he lands right on top of the star woman. Because mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. he was trying to think of his mom, he ended up thinking of the star and Victoria. So yeah. he just popped up where the star was and he's like mom <laughs> and the star's like whose name is Evane yeah uh she's like do I look like your mom he's yeah like, oh, not really sorry and so then he realizes shit I fucked up and he's like okay well I'm looking for a fallen star he's like this is how to be where it's at and she's mm-hmm. like hi you're funny mm-hmm. and he's like realizes she's the falling star mm-hmm. and she was like yeah I was just minding my own business and apparently the stars all watch the world mm-hmm. from above yeah. And she got hit by the necklace and it brought her down. Mm-hmm. So she's now wearing the necklace. And so Tristan's like, all right, he puts the chain on Evane and is like, I'm going to bring you to Victoria, Victoria as a mm-hmm. gift. And Evane is upset about it. Yeah. And she's like, fuck off. I'm trying to get home. Yeah. And he's like, well, I have this candle and there's a little bit left. Like, I'll bring you home right after I bring you to Victoria. Yeah. So Vane's like, all right, fuck it. Like, I'll join you. Yeah. I'll just do this. So because she doesn't have anything going else going on right yeah. now. <laughs> so the next scene, it goes back to... she doesn't to... really know how else she would get back anyway. No, and her foot's a little messed up. She's She, like, definitely has, like, some sort of broken or sprain. Yeah, or yeah, that, I guess, because of Tristan falling yeah, on her. Yeah. <laughs> Bastard. So <laughs> it cuts to the princes again, and the one prince is with like the priest, mm-hmm. and they're like talking. The priest is like, "You should be king. Like you're mm-hmm. a good one, whatever." Yeah. And then the other brothers show up, and they're like, "Oh, we should have a toast." And so they all drink, and then the priest like dies. Yeah. And so they're all like, "Fuck!" 
Yeah. Someone, like, there's poison. And they're all waiting to see and the other brother dies. So, yeah, the one, not the brother that was being spoken to about being kind. Yes. But, like, the the third brother. Yeah, the one that was the kind, quote-unquote kind one, is Primus. Okay, and then, and then, then Septimus. Septimus. Or not. Yeah, it, it's the seventh one who lives. Yes. And then the random whatever, we don't I know what his, what his number name is, was. but yeah. No. <laughs> so then Septimus, like, dies. Yeah. And lays on the no. ground. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, Primus is like, this is great. He starts yeah. to pick up the crown and Septimus starts laughing. Yeah. And he's like, you bastard, like, because it seems like Septimus tried to poison them all. Or but... it, no, it seems like Primus. So the implication at this mm-hmm. point in time, you see that the the priest, yeah. Septimus, and then the random other brother yeah. all died, quote yeah. unquote. And then you get the idea, you're like, oh, I guess the the good guy, the nice guy, isn't that nice. And he killed yes. them all off with mm-hmm. poison. And then Septimus starts laughing and you realize Septimus was the one who killed right. them. Yep. Yep. And it's because he said that um, Primus drank from the ra- wrong he glass. He the glass. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So two brothers are still alive. It swaps back to Lamia, Michelle Pfeiffer. And so she goes to this farm and there's this guy like tending to a goat. Yes. And she's like, I want your cart. Looks at the goat and she's like, that's not going to be enough. And so she turns the guy into a goat as well. Yes. So she takes two goats. And when she uses her powers, she starts to age again. So she has to be careful with that. At this point, Lamia is looking for the star and the two brothers are looking for the necklace Mm -hmm. and all of it is in one place with Tristan. (laughs) So Lamia is traveling and she ends up seeing the carriage with Uma, the mother, there and and the witch who's named Ditchwater Sal. (laughs) (laughs) She's there and Lamia's like, can I share a meal with you? So then they're talking and Lamia's Lamia is just talking about the star and she's like, oh, like we'll get youth again. And she's like, Limbus grass. Dishwater Sal gave her Limbus grass, which forces you to speak truth fully. So then I'm just going to call her Sal. Sal's like, how do you know my name? And Lamia kind of I don't know, shows her true form or she does something where Sal is like, oh shit, like Lamia is... This is the queen. Yeah, she's like the witch. Mm -hmm. Um, So she knows she fucked up. Lamia pretty much puts a spell on Sal that she cannot go after the star. She cannot see the star. She cannot interact with the star. In any way, shape, or form. In any way, shape, or form. Comes into importance later. And um, Yvain ends up being the evening star because Tristan's like, oh, usually you can see the evening evening star and know your way. And he realizes that she was the evening star that (laughs) fell from the sky. So he ends up taking the chain or, yeah, taking the chain and wrapping it around the trunk because she's tire she yeah. sleeps during the day and she's awake right. at night as a star and she's like please like i've been walking all day i'm just tired and he's like fine stay here i'm gonna go get food i'll come back mm-hmm. so he ties her to a trunk and then a unicorn mm-hmm. appears <laughs> just magically just magically and the unicorn's like i'll set you free it doesn't say yeah. that but like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stop talking unicorn the unicorn breaks the chain and yeah. with this horn with its horn uh and then Evan's like sweet gets on the unicorn they ride off and i was yeah. like yeah oh, where yep. does unicorn come from but i don't know i guess because the veins a star and it's like special it drawn and, to her yeah so then she leaves and then lamia ends up calling her sister she's like i can't find this fucking star and his sisters are like it's because you need to wait because they're they're using runes this whole time to yeah. get act answers and navigate yeah and so the sisters are like you need to just wait where you are and set a trap evane's gonna come to you so then and you need it to be a trap that will make her happy because when the when the star is shining 
that's when it's at its strongest. Yeah, yeah. So they want her to glow so that she get they get the best part, I guess. Yeah. So Lamia sets creates this huge tavern in, and then she turns the goat human, and the goat goat <laughs> turned human is just like the most accurate looking like yeah, goat man yeah it's just so funny i like don't understand why she <laughs> didn't make she made the one the one the guy who was like a human turned into a goat yeah turn, she turned him back into a human and then into a, a young a girl woman, yeah and then i don't know why she didn't make him the man and the goat the girl i don't understand i there is no there are some moments where I'm like, I don't know if much thought was put yeah, into this, no. but it's funny. Yes. Um. So, yeah, the kid is like, oh, I got boobs now. Yeah. You know, the typical, yes. like, yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> So she's like, okay, goat man, you're going to be my husband who yes. owns the inn. I'm going to be your wife. And then the kid, now woman, is going to be the daughter. Yeah. So that's their whole plan. So they set up in the inn. Tristan goes back and finds Evane gone. And he's like, shit. So he ends up like sleeping he just yeah he just falls like asleep. sits there and so then he starts getting whispers from the stars and they're telling him to protect their sister that she's in danger and her and the unicorn are headed for a trap yeah he has a waking up and going towards them then they i don't know when this came up but it's information so the last time a star fell <laughs> right. was 400 years ago and she was immediately grabbed by the witches yeah and they made her heart glow before cutting her heart out oh i think this was the witch talking about that but yeah this story was fucked up because they pretty much grabbed the girl immediately and made her feel great and special and and loved and then they part out so like you said earlier tristan runs like physically runs into the cart passing by and the cart is owned by primus primus and he's like please like can i get a ride and primus is like fuck it sure get on then at this point, Evane arrives at the inn first with the unicorn, and she gets greeted by Lamia, and she's being really nice, and she's like, oh, come take a bath, like, mm-hmm. relax, and, like, the guy-turned-girl is being real fucking creepy, yep. and he's just like, mm, I'll help you undress. <laughs> Terrible. Horrible. The goat man doesn't talk, he's just eating shit, yep. being weird, but he's a goat, so. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> allowable. Yeah. So, you know, Lamia's talking to her making her feel good and and the veins start glowing and she heals her leg and mm-hmm. he's like this is great mm-hmm. and so she like takes her upstairs and she's like oh like you know i can give you a massage mm-hmm. and Evane's like i don't know what that is and right she's like, this is great so lamia has the blade to kill her underneath the bed but then the door starts you know so it's knocking on the door mm-hmm. and it's primus and tristan and so According to his runes, the necklace is at the end. Lamia, you know, interrupted, comes downstairs and greets Primus. Or Primus, like, comes in and just yes. goes in the bath. Yes. Can't <laughs> just gets butt-ass naked, yeah. hops into a bathtub. He goes into the bath. Tristan is at the stables, I guess, yeah. putting the horses away. So Lamia comes down. She's got wine. She obviously poisons it. And she's like, oh, have some wine. And he's like, uh, like, I would, but I'm not. Until I'm king, I'm not going to take any yeah. food or drink, which is smart. Yes. And so she's like, fuck. And she's like, okay, like, you know, offer it to the guy outside or yeah. the guy in the stable. So man who is now turned woman offers Tristan the drink and Tristan's like, oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. And goes to like drink it. And then the unicorn comes in and <laughs> kicks it out. And then the unicorn's like pointing with the tubes. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's Tristan, like acid. Yeah. Tristan realizes, oh shit, this is poison. It's like acid burning yeah. the fucking ground. 
So then Tristan runs into warn Primus just as Lamia cuts Primus's throat. Yeah. Now Primus joins his brothers. And he's just naked. <laughs> he has like a little towel. Horrible way to be a ghost. And then um the the unicorn comes in. Unicorn is fucking shit up. The goat charges the unicorn. Yep. And the unicorn hits the the man and he turns into a goat yeah. and flies into the bar and just yes. dies. Yeah, it's sad. I'm actually like poor goat. I know. So then at this point. Evane had come down and she's witnessing all this shit. Yeah. She sees Tristan and Tristan is, you know, trying to protect her while Lamy's lighting everything up on fire. Yeah. Maleficent. Green fire. Right. And uh, the poor unicorn, I don't know if it makes it. I like to think the unicorn survived. Uh, yeah, hopefully we never, never, never see the unicorn again. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope he's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so then Tristan's like, okay, think of home. And then he puts his hand in the fire to light the last of the Babylon candle. Mm-hmm. And then... They end up like in the clouds because yes. Evane thought of home, home, and Tristan thought yeah. of his home. Yep. And they're arguing. She's like, You wanted me to think of your home. Mm-hmm. You should have been more specific. She's like, Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't think of that. So, they're arguing like cartoonishly on yes. the cloud and in a fucking net. Comes down. Down. And they get kidnapped by Sky Pirates. Yep. And Robert De Niro is yep. the Captain Shakespeare. And I, I love oh. Robert De Niro. Like, I love him. So this he, whole role is oh so amazing. I, I loved Captain Shakespeare. Captain Shakespeare is my favorite character. Yes, absolutely. Yes. And I really wrote what a cast this movie has. Because it is like. Really? It's star studded. Yeah. Built to the brim. Um, so then they're like, all right, throw him in the brig. And Captain Shakespeare's like a scary dude. He's yeah. Like, Get him in the brig. Uh. And it's like scary. And then they're like tied up together, Evane and Tristan. Mm-hmm. And Evane's pretty much like, thank you for saving my life. And they're kind of opening up a little bit more. She's like, tell me about Victoria. And Tristan has nothing to say because he doesn't know yes. anything about her. And Evane's like, mm, doesn't sound. Yeah. He's like, you know, if you have to like buy love, like doesn't feel like love. She was basically like, what are you, what is she doing to prove her love to you? Right. And yeah. he's like, not nothing. Yep. Yeah. And so Tristan's like, it's fine. It's fine. I love her. So, yeah. But they have that conversation. Um, Captain Shakespeare comes in and he's like asking who they are and Tristan lies and said that Evane's his wife. Like, right, right. For no reason. Have to, I guess he's just but... trying to protect her. <laughs> yeah, so he's I trying to protect know. her, but it was like, no way, no reason for that. Yeah. Um and <laughs> Captain Shakespeare's being like real loud. He's like, I'm gonna kill you, I'm gonna take your vein, and I'm like, yeah. she's a beautiful young woman, I'm gonna take her to my you know, captain's right. quarters, say all this crazy shit yes. and like his crew's like listening in, and I'm like, oh my god, this guy's so scary. Yeah. And so they, they um, some of the crew sees like a body fly out the window, right, like right. Tristan. Well, it was like, he was like, Tristan was basically saying he's from a wall. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever. And then he's like, that's yes. one lie too many. Yeah. And then they they all start running. Yeah. So the uh, the crew runs over to look over the edge and they see like this body. Yeah, fall this out. body fly out. And I was like, oh my god. <laughs> and then he at takes, this point, were you like, I. I thought maybe because of, like, the movie was so, like, fantastical. Yeah. I was like, Tristan might get caught by a Pegasus. I don't fucking yeah. know. Anything. But, like, it was, like, you just see, like, a body okay. fly out. Okay. So I, I wasn't questioning it too much. I okay. was just like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. how's Tristan going to survive yeah. this? Yeah. <laughs> so then Captain Shakespeare takes Evane and pulls her to, like, Captain's quarters. And he's like, no one interrupt me. Like, yeah. don't come in. Anything, whatever. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so like intense yeah. and then we go in there Tristan's in there with like he's not wearing most he has like just his 
on sleep under yeah under sleep garments sleepwear something and Captain Shakespeare's demeanor completely oh changes. my god he's like oh that was scary I'm so sorry <laughs> uh, tell me all about yeah, England tell me about England I want to hear all about it and I just was like dying I'm like no fucking way dude and, and like Tristan's like where'd you get like the mannequin so yeah. apparently he had a mannequin in there He's like, oh, you just put on a show. Yeah, he's, um, it works every time. Yeah, it works every time. He's like, I have a reputation to uphold. And apparently Captain Shakespeare's father was a very famous, ruthless mm-hmm. sky pirate. Mm-hmm. And so he's following in his footsteps. But obviously he's not a big, tough guy. He mm-hmm. just puts on a show for his crew. And so he brings him to his, like, walk-in closet that's full of, like, Elton John-ish yes. uh, clothing. He's like, pick something to wear. So they're, like, looking through stuff. And so it's it's great because she's like, no, 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 I don't need anything. He's like, honey, you're wearing a robe. Yeah, honey, you're wearing a robe. <laughs> <laughs> and so... He ends up giving, like, Tristan a full makeover, and he's, like, giving him a haircut. And it's funny, he keeps cutting back and forth, and so Tristan's hair is suddenly long. Yes. It's, like, shorter, so magic. He's working magic. Yeah. yeah. And then he's talking about, like, his background. And then Evane is um, wearing this, like, beautiful blue gown. She's all dressed up. And so, obviously, Tristan is supposed to be dead. So he stays in the captain's quarters, and they all go to talk business. They sell lightning mm-hmm. in, like, a capsule, which is kind of cool. I loved this whole, like, this whole storyline of, like, you see the boat, and it's got, like, these big nets, and yeah. they're, like, they're capturing lightning. No, it was, like, like, it was super such red. a fun yeah. I thought it was so concept. cool. Yeah. It was so cool. And so they're selling it to um, Ricky something. Ricky Gervais. Ger- Gervais. Yeah whatever plays birdie the fence i didn't even know this man's name so anyway he's just like this grimy uh black market salesman he just like buys and sells shit from anyone and so they're trying to cut a deal and then uh evane's just hanging out there and so he <laughs> takes captain shakespeare off to the side to talk to him and evane's like kind of trying to eavesdrop and he's like can i help you <laughs> like Fuck off, woman. And so then he's like, did you hear about the shooting star? Like, all this stuff. And then Captain Shakespeare is like, no, like, I haven't heard anything. So you can see he's, like, looking over at... Yeah, so he's keeping that secret, which is very nice. So then they go back to the ship, and Tristan's there with his new makeup, new haircut. 10 out of 10. First of all, the power of a haircut alone. I knew, I was like, Demi is gonna (laughs) die when she sees the long hair. Oh my god, I was like, because his haircut at the beginning... Wasn't great. Like oh, it was yeah. short. It, was it had like whatever. a little. I don't know. Yeah. It was fine. But and he's cute. Charlie Cox is a handsome man. Yeah. But like, I was like, oh my god, he's suave now. Yes. Yeah. And he's the chest hair. I was. Like, oh my god. So any guy who still has a haircut from middle school, yeah, change your hair because it makes a difference. <laughs> Honestly. So he's pretending to be Captain Shakespeare's nephew. Mm-hmm. Um, so now he can go about the ship without pretending to be right. dead. And I don't know how no one recognized well, the, the him. one the one guy oh, was kind I of think like, it's like the second in command yeah. kind of knows what's up and yeah. he's just like oh, rolling his <laughs> eyes. That's right, that's right, yeah. And then the Captain Shakespeare is like, Oh, I got a woman for you and shows yes. a vein at it shoves a vein at him yep. and 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 Tristan's kind of be like, Oh, oh great, <laughs> love it. And all the crew's like, yeah. <laughs> All tough guy yeah. act. And so then they're on the ship for a bit and, you know, Captain Shakespeare is showing Tristan some sword moves mm-hmm. and he's showing Evane, like, piano, like, you know, really nice things. And he's showing Evane, like, how to dance, like, mm-hmm. the waltz. 
and Tristan kind of cuts in a dance. She's like glowing. I was yeah. like, oh, that's so I know. Cute. And he's like totally playing like kind of matchmaker. He's like, I know why you're glowing. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Very cute. Like yes. this whole, I really loved like her, like the sky yeah. pirates. Like it was such a cool like thing. So Lamia is talking to the guy that they were trying to sell yeah. to. And he tells her that Captain Shaper was with a woman mm-hmm. and that they're due west. But that was about it. And then she... She was, like, fed up with him. So yeah, she just she, was, like, stop talking. And yeah. made him squawk like a Yeah, so anytime chicken. he tries to talk, he's like a chicken. And <laughs> and it only matters because Stephanus eventually tries to interrogate him. And yeah. he can't talk because he's talking like a chicken. And he's like, this dude's annoying. And just, yeah. like, kills him. Yes! <laughs> Like this poor so guy. it's like he messed up. Yeah. So eventually Captain Shakespeare drop Tristan and Evane off and he whispers something to Tristan and Evane's like, what did he say? He's like, oh, like, you know, nothing important. Something like, something about like lightning, using the lightning. Sell the lightning you know, for know, like a Babylon candle. Yes. Right. Yeah. So then after they leave, Septimus ends up getting on the ship and the crew is finding, fighting like his military and Septimus goes into the captain's quarters and this is my most memorable scene because it was perfect and captain shakespeare's like in like a corset he's been like some makeup on yeah he's like dancing with like a fan he's just doing his thing and septimus like just walks in he's like what the hell is going on and then Captain's like, what? Like, get out of here. He's yes. trying to act off again, but he's in like a full, like, dress. Like, yeah, like, like, <laughs> like, like a petticoat on yeah. and stuff. So eventually the crew overpower and get into the captain's quarters, which is good because Captain Shakespeare was about, about to, to get killed by yeah. Septimus. Um, he wouldn't tell him where, you know, Tristan and Yvain went. And so the crew come in, Septimus jumps out the window and escapes. And so the captain's like upset because yeah. his crew his now, secrets out. Yeah. And so, you know, the crew's like, no, it's like, it's okay. And the one guy says, We always knew you were a whoopsie. <laughs> so I'm like, what does it even mean? And so at this point, which is very sweet because the, the crew basically knew he was trying right. to hide it. Yeah. And wasn't doing it well. And so they yes. accept him, of course. Yeah. And you know. And in my my hopes and dreams is like now he can openly be who yeah, he wants to be. Yeah, yeah, the great uh pirate yeah. Captain Shakespeare in full in 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 your full whatever glory. You want. Yeah, whatever you want to be. <laughs> um so that was really nice. And so Tristan and Vane are traveling and they're trying not to get seen by people because they don't know who to trust anymore. Mm-hmm. They end up seeing Ditchwater Sal's carriage mm-hmm. driving up and Evane's like, oh. Evane is like, oh, I saw Captain Shakespeare talking to this woman. Right, because mm-hmm. Sal was at this place right. when he was selling. A lot of interaction yes. happened in that moment. Yeah. But she was also there. And so Tristan's like, okay, cool. So they go up and he's like, hey, can I like get a ride? And she freaks out because she sees the snowbell flower mm-hmm. in his pocket. She's like, give me my flower back. And he's like, no, this is a gift for my mother. Yeah. And the mother currently is turned into a bird. And so yeah. you see, like, as a bird can. Yes. As, as, as much expression <laughs> as a bird can Looks give. and is like, oh, shit. Yeah. Sal's like, kind of, I think, puts two and two together. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you know, well, I can, I can give you a ride in exchange for the flower. Yeah. Um, you know, food and, you know, I'll provide food, safe mm-hmm. travel, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And then she immediately turns him into a sugar glider. <laughs> right. Right. Because she takes the flower. Yes. And then she does it. Because the flower actually is protection. Against flower. magic. Yeah. Because originally, I didn't even say this. 
originally the mother told his father that it was for luck. Yeah. And so he always thought it was kind of for luck, uh, but it's actually protection against like, that type of magic. So she turns him into a sugar glider and yeah. Yvain is freaking out and is trying to yeah. attack and talk. And you, I realized that Sal has that spell on her that she cannot see or interact and it yeah. goes both ways. So Sal does not know that Yvain's there at all. And so she puts Tristan sugar glider in a little, little cage in the carriage and Yvain is realizing that Sal cannot see or hear her. Right. So she gets on the carriage because fuck it. So they're actually still traveling. Sal just turned into a fucking glider for some fucking reason. I guess to just not hear him talk. I I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm not really sure what the purpose of that was. I think just to kind of disorient him and make yeah. him less. Just not deal. Maybe not to, because she didn't have to feed him as much. Maybe yeah. just give him a little cheese or something. Yeah. So Evade is like, you know, Tristan, give me a sign if you can hear me. And he doesn't like do anything. Yeah. And she's like, you want cheese? And he takes the cheese. She's like, okay, great. So she thinks that Tristan cannot hear her at this point. Mm-hmm. And so she's talking and she's just spilling her heart out, basically. Yeah. She's like, you know, I lied when I said that love was, you know, not special. She said something about, like, love wasn't special. She said, she said she didn't know much of love. Yes. She lied. She said that love was the only thing that made it worth, like, watching Earth bearable. Like, watching everyone because mm-hmm. there's so much war and things like that. But love was so strong. And she's like, I think I love you. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you know, I would give my whole heart to you and I wouldn't ask for anything in exchange mm-hmm. if you would take it. Very, very sweet. And I was like, girl, he definitely hears you. And like, you see Sugar Glider just looking. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely hears her. So eventually they make it to the original like uh, market, shopping market. Yeah. And um, tr- she turns Tristan back. And he's all groggy and messed up. And Yvain brings him to the inn to rest. So they're at the inn. And Yvain is bathing. And Tristan eventually wakes up. And she is, you know, in her little towel. <laughs> and he's like, did you mean everything you said in the caravan? First of all, yeah. first of all, first of all, he like peeks his head. Oh, yeah, he, peeks in, <laughs> he peeks around while she's in the tub. And I was like, oh, you sneaky. Sneaky. Well, he already knew that. He already knew yeah. that she liked so him. Like so it was like, her. it was like, okay. But I was like, oh my God, he's so bad. I can't believe I the difference. I'm like, what else did I do to him? What else? I, I know. <laughs> it can't just be the haircut. It can't. It can't. But anyway. <laughs> So he's like, I, you know, did you mean everything you said? And she's like, just, yeah. oh my God, mortified. like mortified. And he's like, no, like, you know, I love you. I love you too. And they kiss. And then the one ghost brother's like, you gotta watch this. Cause they're, they're hanging around the necklace. Yeah. Um, so they're like, dude, top fingers. Yeah, don't be a pervert. <laughs> yeah, the ghost dude's brothers yeah. just watch him. Fuck, I guess. And then, but he also said that like Captain Shakespeare had whispered in his ear um, oh, yes. true, love true love is, is right in front of your right. right in front of you. I wrote it here and I, I'm not okay. reading. That's okay. Um, even the captain knew. So then they obviously have a little intimacy. Yeah, we don't see anything because this is PG. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All I see is hairy chest. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, the next morning, Tristan. I guess because he's a gentleman. Mm-hmm. He gets up and he cuts a little piece of Yvain's hair. Yeah. And he's going to go to Victoria to tell her, like, you know, I am i don't want to be with you. Like, I found true love, whatever. Right. So he goes downstairs. He tries to find a, a way to write a letter. And the guy downstairs, I guess, in charge of the inn is like, yeah. oh, like, I, I can give a message. Mm-hmm. And we don't hear exactly what Tristan tells the guy. But you can kind of figure you out can, you can what assume. it's supposed to be said. So then Tristan heads out and then... Evane gets up and is looking for him 
And so she goes downstairs and the guy tells her, he's like, oh, he went to go see Victoria. Tell her he's in love and he's, you know, going to want to spend the rest of her life, his life with her or something. Like he just butchers. He, yeah, basically, like you know that he was supposed to say, yes. like, um, you know, like he he's found true love. Down, That's but, not Victoria, but, right? But it sounds like he's in love with Victoria and he's yes. ditching right. Amin after their special <laughs> night together. So Fade, of course, is brokenhearted. Yeah, and she just like kind of stumbles out of the inn. And the at this point, the mother and Sal are still there uh, in that area, and Sal's sleeping in the caravan. And the mother tries to call out to. Evane, but mm-hmm. she doesn't hear her. So then um, Evane keeps walking, and then we cut back to Tristan, and Tristan meets up with Victoria, and he gives her um, a napkin, and then inside is, like, the hair. And he gives it to her, and she's like, you know, I don't need this anymore. I know what I want. And Tristan's like, all right, how about you grow up? <laughs> yeah, it was great. <laughs> it was pretty brutal. And then Humphrey shows up, and he has this little, like, fencing sword. Yeah. And, and Tristan takes out this fucking big sword mm-hmm. and, like, twists a little, yes. and I'm like, He's like showing off. Oh his my moves. god! And Humphrey's like, okay, JK, JK. Yeah, and he's like, you know what? You guys are perfect for each other. Uh, Victoria was like, why would I want this? And when she opened the napkin, it's just stardust. And Tristan's like, fuck. Like Victoria crosses the wall, she'll turn into stardust. So, and at the same, like right before this, the witch knew that she was close that, to wall yeah. and was like trying to get there as fast as possible she's right. like she's gonna cross the wall and become a you hear that she's gonna become a meteorite yeah. yes so uh so like as the viewer you're watching this like oh my god yeah it's tense so tristan's running back evane's walking to the wall the mother's and is, is takes the carriage and is chasing Evane to yes. stop her and you know the that witch the witch is coming is also and coming. then septimus is also septimus is tail. also there it's just like all these points converging yes yep evane's about to cross and the mother grabs her and is like, stop. Like, if you cross, you're going to turn into dust. So then the witch is there. Lamia is there. And Sal, Lamia is like talking to Evane. And Sal's like, who are you talking to? And then Lamia goes to like, they do like a witch battle. She yes. takes off Sal's head easily yes. and she just disintegrates. So then the mother's free. She's like, yes. this is great. Yeah. Um, But then Lamia is like, you come too. And ties Lamia and, or ties um Uma and Evane together to yes. take them both to her castle her, yeah. yeah her her fortress like, a ditch yeah <laughs> yeah it's very weird so they they leave and i just think i made a know how the mother still looks the same even though the yes. dad is a completely different yes. actor and is older yes i know i guess princess jeans who yeah. knows so they end up there tristan makes it to the wall and i believe the old man brings up he's like i quit yes i'm done with this and he Tristan's able to find out that the witch took Evane and the mother, which at this point, Tristan does not know that's his mom. Yeah. It's just a woman. <laughs> Tristan and Septimus make it to this castle at the same time. And Septimus is like, what are you doing here? And Tristan's like, what are you doing here? And they both kind of like have daggers up to each other. Yeah. And then they just like, truce. They're just like, all right, fuck it. Yeah. Because they're both looking for the two different things anyway. So. Yes. And... They get inside, and the witches are fucking Septimus up, but he ends up killing one of the witches by throwing, like, a weapon, yeah. which kills her. And then Lamia takes out a voodoo doll and contorts him a bit. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, Which is, like, pretty fucking crazy. And at this point, that's happening. The mother, Uma, goes to Tristan, and she's like, I'm your mom. Like, it's me. They have this cute little, like, moment. Tr- Septimus also recognizes Uma, and he's like, 
That's mm-hmm. my sister. Mm-hmm. So they have that reunion. Yvain is strapped to a fucking... And this is the point when you notice that, that you realize, okay, if that's, you know... I mean, right. if you didn't already make the connection, yes. <laughs> the connection is clear that that means that Tristan, Tristan is. is their nephew, which is also yes. means he's a male heir. Exactly. Yep. So Yvain's strapped to this thing and Lamia's, you know, fucking setting this up with the voodoo doll. And she does the coolest fucking thing. Like, this was the coolest edit mm-hmm. ever. She throws the doll into a pool of water. And Stefan starts like floating, like mm-hmm. he's in water, mm-hmm. and even his face, like he looks like he's drowning. I'm like, mm-hmm. this is the coolest fucking thing mm-hmm. ever. It, it was, was so such a cool neat. effect. And he ends up drowning, and Tristan starts releasing some of the animals, and they kill the the animals kill it's like ferrets and like some right. ferrets and coyotes, yeah, yeah, or coyotes. I don't know. Which they one. attack and kill the other sister. So at this point, Lamy is the only one alive, and then Tristan has the flower again. I think. He took it before yeah. leaving the caravan. Yeah. He took it. So Before, he took it, like, when he was at the wall and the caravan had been, like, abandoned. Yes, abandoned. He took it. Yep. And so um, Lamia wasn't able to turn him into, like, a frog or whatever she was going to turn him, luckily. So then Lamia grabs a voodoo doll and controls Septimus again. And Septimus is, at this point, dead with his brothers. Mm-hmm. But they're all still together so they're like fuck like we're like this for the rest yeah, of the time guess this is it yeah and so septimus is being dead body is being controlled to fight tristan mm-hmm. tristan fights him off he's you know a skilled sword fighter i guess he learned in like two days <laughs> <laughs> he's got the skill mm-hmm. so he ends up getting to the top of the steps where lamia is and this is the scene where i was like should be deleted because it just didn't make sense to me mm-hmm. So at this point, Evane's still strapped. Yeah, this doesn't, this part is strange. Very weird. So Evane's strapped. Tristan tries to release her. He's not able to. And Lamia has him, like, a knife to his neck, mm-hmm. about to kill him. And then she kind of looks around the room, and she stops, and she cuts the leather strap for Evane. Right. And is like, I, you know, all this for a star, and I lost everything. I lost my sisters. And I was like... Yeah, it's like a weird um, attitude change. Yeah, and I was like, I mean, I guess. But, like, this whole time she was, like, cheating. You can tell she just was in it for herself mm-hmm. and her sisters. And she's old at this point. Like, she's yeah. used all her magic. So she kind of lets Yvaine and Tristan go. And they say, start to leave. And she starts, like, laughing. Mm-hmm. And she starts closing all, locking all the doors and windows. And flames start going everywhere. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you think I'd let you leave? And I'm right. like... It was Bro, very straight. You yeah. had Trist, like, it just felt like we need them to escape yes. so they can do this next thing. Yeah. So I just said, like, all right, that should be deleted because it just yeah. did not make sense. Mm-hmm. So then Evane's like, Tristan, hold me and close your eyes. And so they hold each other and Evane starts glowing incredibly bright, fucking disintegrates Lamia. Yes. yes. Uh, hopefully the mother was not looking in because right, I right. would kill her yeah. too. So she burns everything up. They survive. Uma comes back in. Yvain goes to hug her. And Tristan sees the necklace on the floor. And mm-hmm. It's broken. He picks up the ruby and it starts filling with red because mm-hmm. obviously he is royal blood. Mm-hmm. And that makes him the next king. And so he meets up back with the mom. And then she's like, oh, pretty much says, like, oh, I'm a princess. Like, you're the heir. That means you're the next king. Mm-hmm. And then it goes to the next scene. The brothers are able to continue yes, on, not on to whatever the next yep. passage is for them. So the next scene, Tristan is being crowned. Yvain's with him. It's very sweet. Mm-hmm. The mother and father are reunited. Mm-hmm. The mother gives them another Babylon candle. It's cute. Mm-hmm. And then Catherine Shakespeare is there. I was really and hoping so, you'd catch this. Absolutely. And Victorian Humphrey are also there. Yeah. 
Um, and so Captain Shakespeare's like looking back at Humphrey and like winks at him, and Humphrey's like, oh. <laughs> and I put broke back mountain parts. <laughs> ship it i ship it yes yes and so the narrator's pretty much like they've ruled for 80 years and then you know with the heart of a star you live forever and he had technically not literally but he yes. had her heart so they end up you know after their children and grandchildren are grown up they use the babylon candle to go into the stars and that's how it ends yeah very sweet ending <laughs> oh okay. dying to know dying to know <laughs> so i said so memorable scene was captain shakespeare Yes. Dressing up. Uh, scene that should be believed was like the end of the final fight. Uh-huh. Uh, love interest. I would smash. I think Yvain was very yes. cute. Uh, she was spiky. She was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, side character. I put Captain Shakespeare and I know he wouldn't want me, but I'd still smash. <laughs> 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 so I'm in love with him. Um, how likely are you to fall in love with a situation? I said a 10. Because yes. like, why not? I know yeah. it's only a week long, but it's fantasy. So it doesn't count. It doesn't matter. It's, yeah. matter. it's another world. Yeah, it's another world. Yeah. Um, so yeah, 10. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I would recommend this because it was very fun. Fun, uh adventure you know i had a lot to it i had a fun cast and then things of notes the unicorn was a real mvp i had michelle pfeiffer with hearts because oh. like, she's so gorgeous <laughs> um and i rated this four hearts uh because i really did like this movie i yeah. thought it was really fun and and it felt very nostalgic and mm-hmm. i liked the very whimsical feel of the yeah. fantasy it wasn't so dark it was just very light-hearted um, and it definitely felt like something I would have watched younger, and I don't know why I didn't, but yeah. I definitely would have really enjoyed watching this younger. But uh, I enjoyed it now, so this was yeah. a really fun one yeah. for me. I really, Good. really liked it. And I thought the romance was really cute. Yeah. I did like the main characters, and it ended happily. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Brokeback Mountain, I'm talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's my yeah. review of Stardust. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you liked it. Why didn't it get five stars? I... I Four and a half. I know. I know. Four and three quarters. I okay. Because what was the one I voted four and a half? Oh, ten things I hate about you. Yeah, that it's, like, it's I was just like the feelings you got. Yeah. The only reason why that movie didn't get five is because of the flashing scene. I yeah. was so turned yeah, off yeah, by yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm. yeah. this movie like, I I could have rated four and a half, but there were some things like I said that were a little <laughs> like drew you out of it. Yeah, okay. it was just kind of weird. Um, but it was good. You know, okay. I. <laughs> Four's good, Megan. No, it's good. <laughs> no, it is really good. Like this, yeah. if someone was like, "Oh, Stardust is my favorite movie," I'd be like, "Yeah, it's a cool movie. It's a yeah. movie." So yeah, you know, I no, wouldn't shame good. anyone for it. So, <laughs> but no, I, I I did honestly really enjoy yeah. it. Like I, but I wasn't sure if I was going to because yeah. I did think. You went in with a little bit of a bias. Yeah, um, but, but no, it was it was really yeah. good. So for next week's recommendations, I'm choosing for Megan the movie Triangle triangle okay mm-hmm. never heard of it, have it no is, idea what it is yeah i might have to give you my shutter account okay because it's a it's fair a enough movie. i have i have started so many new movie accounts <laughs> i'm like putting out like a new mortgage it might be a random month. shit i'll i'll okay. see but it, yeah, i yeah. think it i don't remember if it was a shutter exclusive or not but okay. it is like a not a known movie all right but it's a good one the movie i have for you is about time oh is this is this the one with what's her name from Game of Thrones? It's with Rachel McAdams. Oh. No, no, no. Okay. No, no, no. You're thinking of... No, no. Calm down. <gasps> You're thinking of Me so After scared. You. Yeah, I got so That's, scared. Um, <laughs> That's another movie I refuse to watch. I'm sorry, well... Um, <laughs> and I know it's going to come off, and I didn't think it was going to be this soon. Um, okay. No, no, no. No, it's uh, about this time. is the other time one she's in. Rachel McAdams. Yeah, so she's in two. <laughs> yeah. She's in Time Traveler's Wife, and she's in... Um, <laughs> she's in About Time. Okay. Uh, 
Okay. Yeah. She's a good actress. I'm a yes. little scared. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's good. Okay. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I think I think it's good. It's this probably, is a this is this good. is one that's really I really love. So okay. I mean, all of the ones I've been giving you lately are ones I really love. So yeah, but like this one compared to Leap Year. This one compared to Leap. I love this way more than Leap Year. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'll probably like it. Yeah. <laughs> all right we'll, we'll find out <clears throat> anyway okay so um yeah so uh reach out to us on social media with suggestions for movies or themes you can find us at how do you watch this at gmail.com and how do you watch this on insta threads and how do you watch on tiktok <laughs> and, i can't get over that yep. one thanks for listening everyone goodbye Bye.